0: Before the show started, I uh, know, but you guys yeah. seemed like you were going to go on for a no, while. No, all you have to do is give on. us a three, oh, four. Seconds. Jerry and I
1: go on for a while? Is yeah. that even I possible?
0: So I, he's playing it now, and then give us a three to four second. Yeah, pass, and then we'll, be we'll chat
1: about it. So, so you know, three, we, two, <laughs> uh, one. There we go.
0: Good Monday morning, guys. My name is Sherry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. We'll work on that, Keith. Yeah, hey, we'll work on we'll that. We'll work on that here.
1: Uh, we I think some, Smith needs to work on it. Okay, oh, finish the intro. We go, had
0: go. significant time in our pre-production meeting in the green
1: room this particular Monday morning. Was It all of 30 seconds. And it was 30 seconds.
0: It was 30 seconds. You're in good spirits over there. The suit um, is um, looking flawless, by thank the way. You, thank you. Thank I mean, I really, and, and you know what, I rarely comment on another man's attire, but I will this particular morning. I do like the pink hue of the shirt complimenting thank you. the blue suit thank you. thank you thank you you look sharp
1: thank you you know what you know got to be good at something so
0: i'll stop I'll go stop. Right, finish the intro uh, this is real talk with keith smith <laughs> online at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com featuring the distinguished gentleman keith smith one of the uh principals at yes realty partner who's the principal at yes realty partner
1: oh mrs smith <laughs> he's just the principal <laughs> would you say you're the vice principal oh i'm the uh, <laughs> Would think... you say the troublemaker think the janitor no stop (laughs) i'm a janitor i get brought to the principal's office on a regular basis i'll believe that one alone (laughs) (laughs) i can go in a lot of directions that is for a different show with a different crowd (laughs) that does not have little ears
0: that's hilarious. Do you want to go to the principal's? Oh, office? Oh baby, send me to the
1: principal's. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Judith's laughing at us. Oh baby, <laughs> is he really? Is he really laughing at that? Or oh, he's going? Oh great, oh, another one of these of the shows. Funniest they don't have guests. They don't have topics. It's one right? of the
0: funniest things you said on Real Talk. What no,
1: say? I've said
0: Oh baby, things. send me to the principal's <laughs> office. Somewhere Yonah's listening and saying, behave.
1: Well, there goes the rest of the sponsors. <laughs> behave. <laughs> oh,
0: God. That's hilarious. Yeah.
1: Thank you for la- making me laugh and-, and tear up a little bit. I'm tearing up, too. Today for- is-, is typically a bad day for me, so thank you for doing that. You want appreciate- to tell them why? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so 40 years ago to uh, go today, um, the Iranian-backed Hezbollahs drove a, a-, a high-explosive truck, into the peacekeeping force in the barracks at Be- Beirut and killed 241 of my fellow Marines, which um, I was in the Corps at the time. I was attached to the U.S. embassies. Um, the Corps is not necessarily a big organization. It's rather small. So there was a bunch of people I knew uh, that day w- What that was killed. Um, what made it even worse from my perspective, and just just to get this out there... Uh, April of the same year, Hezbollah drove a truck into the front embassy, the U.S. embassy in Beirut, uh, killed quite a few people, but killed a very, 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 very close friend of mine uh, who was on a post, who was on duty that day in the front, literally at the front door of the embassy and did his very best to stop that truck, but unfortunately was not able to do that, um, lost his life. So, uh, so today is always a, a tough day for me. Uh, particularly what's going on in the world. It just seems we haven't gotten better, right? Lost a lot of people, and we're still kind of there. I'm not taking sides. I'm just honoring, uh, take a moment and honoring 241 Marines that were killed today, 40 years ago today, and, and people probably aren't talking too much about it. So I just wanted to throw it out there and do that. So, um, you thank know, you for letting me.
0: One thing that I, and Judah, check your Facebook DMs there, viewers and listeners. will get to your comments. Please give some um, positive and kind words to Keith Smith. Um, some well, to, to every
1: Marine that you know, or anybody, or anybody in the service. In, in it, um, you know, to tie this a little bit together, November is um, Su- suicide prevention month amongst veterans. Um, we lose two hundred and twenty-two veterans a day on average to suicide, and. I'm riding on the eighteenth and nineteenth of November, and be careful you're going to get anybody who's watching listening is going to get a tap on the shoulder to help help donate, but i'm riding two hundred and twenty miles back to back in other words i'm cutting it in half and one day riding uh come on, do the math for me one hundred and eleven look at that I did it myself good job the second day on a Monday morning on one hundred and eleven with a half a cup of coffee in me uh to raise money to uh to help because um you know. When I got out, there was nothing. There was, no, there was no assistance whatsoever. The good news is there is now, and uh, so watch out for me. You're going to end up getting taps on my shoulder to raise it. And I want to say thank you to Nicholas Erpe. He was the first one to donate and donated 200 bucks. So good job, you. Nicholas
0: Erpey. If you're watching, um, Nicholas Erpey, the CMO of Emergent Financial Services, you are um, A-plus people. Virginia Williams, um, welcome to the program. Viewers and listeners, give the show a like and a share anywhere you're watching. James Watson, Bill McChesney, Vanessa Parkhill, Sarah Hill Buchansky, Kevin Higgins, Chad Wood, Holly Foster, Georgia Gilmer, Jamie Turner, Jesse Rutherford, Belle Me Brown, a Marine. Semperfire Marine. Dean Russell, Aura Foner, Cully Baggett, Ray Cadell, MJ Arquette, Seth Liskey, David Puso, Rob Hubbard, Tom Powell, Nikki Chambliss, Austin Wyant, Jen Fanazzo, just to name a few watching the program right now. Viewers and listeners, put your comments in the feed. We'll relay them live on air. One topic that has come up is um, this one from Thomas, who's watching the program right now. And, and Thomas, when you watch the program, Thomas Johnson and Richmond, we certainly appreciate you quite a bit. We love Richmond. Um, I was there yesterday. He made the comment, it seems like in today's era with social media, we're more in tune with what's happening in the world than when I grew up, and sometimes it's always difficult or can be difficult to swallow. That's true.
1: Yeah, so it, it's, it's very interesting uh, just to add to that comment and to put a little bit into perspective. So um, the first half of the 80s, I was attached to the U.S. embassies uh, primarily behind the Iron Curtain. So I was in the Soviet Union, you know, behind the, living the, fighting the old communist um, thing, Cold War, for lack of a better term, um, which wasn't so cold in my, my world. But, um, so we used to get VCA, VHS, whatever these tapes. Remember what it, VHS, VHS, VHS yeah. tapes of, of ABC News. That was two weeks late. Wow! And that's how we got our news. We got we had access to all the classified materials, so we actually knew what was going on from that perspective. But to find out what was going on back home, it took about two weeks to go ahead and do that. And the only way you can correspond back and forth was by written letter and that had to ultimately you couldn't use you couldn't put that into diplomatic pouches because it wasn't a diplomatic thing. if I wanted to write a letter to my mother then it would go through the censors of the soviets or whichever country I was at the time so my mother would get a letter that was all blacked out that basically said hi love you <laughs> everything else was black hi love you everything, everything was was black was blacking out and there's a Did I ever tell you the story about when I tried to call for Christmas?
0: Uh, Tell that story you have, but it's a good one. I would love to hear that story. And, you know, it's interesting you brought up Christmas. In our household, my wife is watching the program right now. Um, Thank you. I appreciate her very much. Um, In our household, we have uh, seemed to have uh, gone straight from September to Christmas. And we are now watching Christmas movies. Careful. (laughs) Over over the weekend, we watched Home Alone. Okay. We watched... What's the one with Kurt Russell about Christmas?
1: Ah, it was so good. Oh, yeah, like the Santa Claus kind of. No, no that was... Um, uh, the Christmas
0: Chronicles. That's it. We watched the Christmas Chronicles. And we watched the one with uh, Tim Allen with Christmas, the Santa Claus. There you go. So we watched three Christmas movies um, over the weekend.
1: And I'm sure that had something to do with the 11th month, 11 month old.
0: Uh, I mean, he, here's another interesting thing. Um, our 11 month old is in a, it was born in November, and our five and a half year old was born in March. That's right. And our 11 month old got the hand me downs from our five and a half year old. So he has been wearing onesies that are holiday attire since summertime <laughs> because that's what fit our five and a half year old at the time. So it's legitimately been Christmas since late summer in the Miller household.
1: And who says you're not frugal?
0: <laughs> uh, I tell you what, they still fit. There you go. They absolutely still fit. There we went go. pumpkin picking this weekend at, at uh, Lloyd's Family Farm, which is fantastic. Yeah. And had a, just had a great weekend.
1: Yeah, uh, we were busy working. Made a sale, which is always good. Uh, helped a first-time homebuyer buy a home, which was, uh, was always a great thing. What's
0: the first-time homebuyer uh, price point these
1: days? This one was so the definition of first- time homebuyer is somebody who hasn't bought a home more than two years, so this okay. this buyer has not bought never bought a home but so this is legitimately a first time home buyer yeah, but the sales price was at a half a million okay so it was in not, which county uh Albemarle. Okay. Albemarle okay county so yeah I you know we I, I tend not to talk too much about this not because I'm not supposed to, but this has is it closed uh, no, no we just just wrote it, okay? okay. Uh, because we don't want to jinx it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We don't want. We're knocking on
0: Formica. We don't want it. We don't. Formica?
1: This or is, is this laminate. We, we've been through this before. This so laminate? so so. Do we want to go back there again and talk about the difference between laminate and Formica?
0: <laughs> okay, so this is laminate.
1: Laminate and Formica is the same thing. Formica is a brand name. Oh, uh, so I, it's like I Q tips are are called Q tips, but they're not. <laughs> Band
0: aids and Band-aids, just the generic the, the, ones. The, the, there you go. That's, okay.
1: that, that's that's what that is. For Keith my, Smith, car, getting me smart is here. a is a manufacturer that makes laminate plastic laminate that you put on top of stuff i got it
0: kevin yancy says good morning fellas good morning Kevin. good morning
1: kevin and thank you for your service by the way because i know kevin was in during those years uh not in the marine corps he was in the army but thank you for your service and be safe out there on the road brother
0: absolutely viewers and listeners comments put them in the feed more comments coming in fast and furious on the Islo of seville network but you were going to tell a story I've Have you forgotten, forgotten the
1: story? Uh, no, I didn't forget the story. I okay. thought maybe maybe you wanted me to pivot to something else. No, I want to hear the I've story. i told the story
0: before. I would love to hear the story.
1: Yeah, so this is a Smith, because it reminded me of two things. One of my service, and the second of Christmas. So anybody who who knows me knows that I'm a mama's boy. I'm the oldest of five. I love my mama. I uh, was on the phone on the way in talking to her. Um, she's... Um, I think she's still 40. I don't know how that works, that I'm 60-something and she's still 40. But I Always think, 40. But I believe she's still 40. But um, I haven't wished my mother and father Merry Christmas in years. I think it was three years. Because I was just behind the Iron Curtain. You just couldn't connect. So in order to make a phone call that was not business-related, which this was not, you needed to go through the Soviet phone system, which meant that you needed to make a schedule and it took me six weeks to eight weeks actually in this case to put that together and you get this little chit right I wrote a letter back to my father and my mother and I said look there's people that are going to be listening because that's how this works (laughs) right don't say anything negative about communism because we'll get disconnected right send the letter off, da-da-da-da. They let me put that in a diplomatic pouch, which was nice of them. So that went out. The day comes along. You, the phone, you had to go to uh, the post office to make a phone call because everybody didn't have a phone. You weren't allowed to have a phone, right? So you had to go to the post office. You gave this chit to a woman that was sitting there that had more facial hair than I did. And you got in this booth, and you can hear the guy breathing oh, no. on the line. My father answers the phone and says, "Are oh, those communists <laughs> click, and I never got an opportunity to wish my mother Merry Christmas after three years. And if you don't think every Christmas I don't remind my parents of that story, you would be wrong.
0: And what do they say when you remind them? Oh,
1: stop telling the same damn story. It gets different every time you tell it, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. I feel like that's Lenny doing the talking. That is Lenny doing the talking. But my, I tried to wish my mother Merry Christmas, but my father opened up his mouth, and the communists, or the Soviets in this case, clicked. Clicked it, disconnected the phone and couldn't tell my mother. Um, uh, like, oh, shit. Now, um, three years, I didn't talk to my mother. The good
0: thing with Fleming is you know where you stand with him.
1: You know where you stand with Pop, without a doubt. There is, uh, if I grow up and become half the man he is, I'll be I'll be doing something. I feel the same. Dr. John
0: Shea, welcome to the show. Georgia Gilmer, hello. Catherine Lagner, hello, Jamie Turner, Bob Yarborough, hello.
1: So we've been talking for eons about not enough inventory, prices are going up. The comments are coming in? Yada yada yada. Um, and I was hoping today, and depending on how the comments jump in, uh to uh to kind of pivot a little bit but if that's what the folks want us to talk about that's what we'll do but I kind of wanted to to change a little bit and maybe throw out there in the world and say okay what do you love about Charlottesville right I mean let's start from a positive end of it and I just realized I don't have my sticker oh let's put that magnet on right there put our magnet on uh, Real talk with Keith Smith. Upside down?
0: No, it's no, it's there. Good. You go. So I mean, really we can well.
1: we can surely tackle whatever questions. You know, we love um, we love stump the chumps as I call it. Or we love case studies. Yeah, we can surely do that. Um, but uh, you know, what do we love about Charlottesville? What does Charles, why why is it that people just come here in droves? Why is it? Why do why does that happen? Knowing a inventory is low, b it's expensive. To buy a home, I can answer that. And people are coming. And let's see what the see what the folks on the feed. You can tackle it, but let's see what the folks on the feed. So why don't
0: I ask the folks? Um, Neil Williamson, why are Charlottesville coming? He- why are people coming to Charlottesville area in droves? Carly Wagner, Kevin Yancy, and Tracy they've been doing Green, it for years Why are folks coming to Charlottesville in droves? Jason Howard, Kyle Irvin, Heather Walker, Johnson Village's finest, Angie Fink. Why are folks coming to Charlottesville in droves? Olivia Branch in Keswick. Catherine Lochner, why are folks coming to Charlottesville in droves? That's a topic we want to talk about. Ivy Haynes, Cully Baggett, Ray Cadell, Seth Liskey and Brittany Gray. Why are folks coming to Charlottesville in droves? Um, All different age groups, too, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, I had this conversation literally this weekend with someone that was new to Charlottesville within the last year. This individual moved to
1: Charlottesville. Where do you think they moved from? Probably to the Northeast. Northeast. Anything from D.C. North? From the Northeast. There you go. They moved to... Long Island? Did they have to have a funny accent? It was not
0: Long Island, but it was an expensive area of Connecticut.
1: Oh, yeah. Got it.
0: Uh, They had the ability now... All of
1: Connecticut is expensive. ...to
0: have a remote and hybrid work environment while maintaining their job, and they were taken aback if not surprised, with what they said was affordability. Oh, yeah. So they came here from Connecticut maintaining their jobs, husband and wife keeping their jobs, kids coming down here and said, we were surprised with what we could get for them. What age
1: group? My age, a little less? I'd say
0: older millennials. Got it. Mm -hmm. So call it my age group. Yeah. They're children in elementary school. Um, and they said they were surprised with the bang they could get for their buck with their house. They were surprised with how far the dollar went. Here. Here. Yeah. In well, comparison to Connecticut.
1: Yeah. And, and, but, but that's. That was, at a,
0: that was at a meet and greet, like, kind of like a cookout, if you may.
1: But that dynamic hasn't changed. Right, I've been here since '87.
0: Michael Plecker, I'll get to your comment. It was great to see you at the Lazy Parrot, Michael Plecker, one of the Shenandoah
1: Valley's finest backstops. There you go, Michael Plecker. So so there you go. One of the great things about Charlottesville is you've got really cool places like the Lazy Parrot that you can go—a watering hole and 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 meet people.
0: Plecker was there for college football. I arrived for the second half of the UVA football game. They were playing North Carolina. One of the biggest upsets in UVA football sure, history—the sure. biggest road upset on Saturday night against UNC—I
1: would compare that to the beating of Florida State at home.
0: It was—it was monumental, the biggest road win in UVA history. Yeah. Michael Plecker was there amongst friends. He is a jolly and social guy. I walk into the Lazy Parrot. The first person to greet me at the Lazy Parrot was one of the Shenandoah Valley's finest backstops, and Michael Plecker. He uh, smiled, said, "How you doing?" He said, make sure you remind Keith Smith about that Woodford bourbon bet that we have going on. Sounds like you owe him a bottle of booze. <laughs>
1: Do I? Okay. And
0: Plecker said, folks are moving to the Charlottesville area to escape taxes and the availability to quality health care and the overall beauty in this community. Michael Plecker, it was great to see you on Saturday. Uh, high
1: week. level, yes, 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 and yes. Right? How many of that was. But the point I was going to jump in earlier but as long as I've been here, this has been the norm, right? The norm is people are moving out of the Northeast Corridor. It's always been expensive. It's always been high taxed. It's always been, you know, just to go get a gallon of milk is a freaking chore, right? With traffic and stuff. Well, Connecticut, New York, Long Island, Jersey. Actually we shouldn't talk too much about Jersey. But Jersey I like Morristown, New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. I don't
0: like New I like New Providence. We had clients in New Providence. New yeah, Providence isn't bad. You know, it was look, a dry town, wasn't it, Judah?
1: From from New York, you gotta give Jersey Jersey folks a hard time. But Jersey's a great state. Jersey Shore is awesome uh on it. But yeah, but this has been the norm. But What's happening is the prices are just accelerating a lot more than what they used to back then. They just they just are accelerating uh, up, and you know, but folks are selling their homes up there, and they're getting a pot full of cash, and they're coming down. So that that environment's always been there. But I tell you, Yon and I were talking about this on the walk this morning. This
0: particular Connecticut family said the transition to the Charlottesville area, Albemarle in particular, has been so easy for them yeah. and their children yeah. that they are singing the praises to their fellow yeah. Connecticut friends to come down and make the move as well. But
1: that's, but it's the same thing what happened when I moved into Lake Monticello. Everybody knows the history of Lake, well, maybe not, but most folks know the history of Lake Monticello. You know, at a certain point there, there was a company that was marketing up to New York. That's how come we got a bunch of New Yorkers there. And that's what happened. I moved down. Then I talked to a bunch of people, Zuntike, by the way, uh, uh, the, 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 my peripheral vision saw that.
0: <laughs> Vanessa Parkle says, "says and fellas, don't forget the milder winters.
1: The milder winters. into compared you, to uh, Connecticut. Until it's a cons- – the, the temperature, the thing about Connecticut and northeast and here is here you get these wild swings, these 20-degree, 30-degree swings back and forth. In Connecticut, it's kind of consistent, right? Once it starts, it starts, and then it finishes. It finishes here. But, you know, a common misconception of people that come down from north is they think we don't get snow, and we do. This when, past
0: winter was extremely mild.
1: I understand that, but we're due for one of our one-footers, two-footers. I remember in 2009 we had back-to-back uh, step. So when, when it goes a certain way, um, we do get slammed with, with, with snow. I'd rather get more snow than this ice that we get. This ice down here, I do not It's like. horrendous. It's horrendous. It's super dangerous. The roads are not set up for it on that but end of it. But this is not an uncommon phenomenon.
0: This question's This come in the feed, and viewers and listeners, thanks for contributing. This is from Kelsey watching the program, and she says, Goldman Sachs. Sees housing starts next year slumping. Yeah, yeah can yeah, Keith yeah. talk about this? Yeah. If we're already behind on inventory yeah. and houses to purchase, yeah. what's going to happen next year when less houses are built because the economy is struggling?
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it, look, this is again. You know, we started it off in the beginning of the show. Inventory is not going to get better. It's not going to get better anytime soon. Um, we we had a bit of a spike. We have roughly fourteen or fifteen years of under. Building, We have a ton, literally a ton, of new construction to make up, somewhere around 6 million, depending on who you talk to on it. We we hit, I think, for the first time, the average of about 1.1, 1.2 million units, and that number is going to drop off, right? It's going to drop off for a couple of reasons. One is unless you're developing with cash, it's too expensive to develop. That's the first thing. The second, the second thing is it's too expensive to acquire. It takes too long to develop the road, and these are things we've been preaching for years. So the inventory is not going to get better, uh, you know. But that being said, I, you know, to be honest with you, Jerry, right now, this moment, and this was the conversation I had with this millennial buyer that that we wrote a contract on yesterday, yesterday on. You now is an exact is a perfect time to buy a home. Why do you say that? So here's a couple of things. So we're 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 in less competition. We're in the with less competition. We're in the quote unquote I think we're slowing down somewhat because of traditional holiday season. That kind of impacts things a little bit on it. But there's so many people that are in this lock in effect that they're sitting in waiting for interest rates even just to drop a little bit. I think that's going to happen, and when that happens, you know the when is the question, but when that's going to happen, people are going to be coming flooding in that's been sitting on the sidelines, so like this buyer, they had enough cash for a substantial down payment. We weren't competing against other offers, which was a great uh you know it's just a half a million dollar uh purchase, which is kind of the sweet spot, right, as far as medium sales price goes on that end of it. We had no competitors against it. We were able to negotiate a pretty good deal. We got some seller concessions out of it, um, and it's a win-win uh, going, going forward. If you're in the position to buy, and you can do it, and you can afford the prices, so forth and so on, and the interest rate, this is a great time to do it because of that very reason. There isn't any competition. So, you know, there, there's always opportunities when there's a bit of a slow down, and that's what we've got right now. Was that a decent explanation? That was a
0: fantastic explanation. Look she follows by saying if you do buy, your hope is probably to refinance pretty
1: soon thereafter. That's exactly right. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we. we, we uh, Logan Walsh Claylo, hello. Hey, Logan. Yeah, uh, you know, we personally did it, right? our number was way higher than there was a one in front of where the current interest rate is. Now, Um, you know, but we got in because we could get in. We we saw an opportunity, took it. Uh, Now, keep in mind the sales price wasn't a half a million dollars. We also weren't making the money that we're making now either. So it was, uh, uh, you know, it was a substantial amount of money per month, but we refinanced that house several times and uh, eventually sold it with enough money to use it to buy the new house that we're in.
0: This is a fantastic question. Kevin, I'll get to your comment. Grayson, I'm going to get to yours first, however. Can Keith put an argument together on why this is a good time to
1: list your house? Oh, great, great question. It's exactly the same reason it's a great time to buy. There's just no inventory out there to go ahead and do that. So it depends on, you know, when you sit down and talk to somebody about listing or or buying the first conversations are always about relational stuff, right? It's not about you know how much money you make. What are what your goals? What are you trying to achieve? So if I'm getting a new job, I have to move. Eighty-something percent of pe- of people that are selling right now have to sell, right? This is not about a money thing. It just is about I've got to sell. So you know when did you own it? When did you buy it? How much equity do you have built in? The prices are increasing, so this is a good opportunity to do that. On the flip side, you have the same impact on what you're trying to buy, right? Interest rates are high, so forth and so on. So this particular buyer that we worked with on Sunday had a substantial amount of cash, right, that they could put down, which made their monthly not more manageable, and then they will go ahead and redo this. So back to why there's no inventory. If you need to move, this is the best opportunity to gather as much uh, income it's going to be as much uh, net net cash as possible from the sale. The other flip side to that is prices aren't going down. So if you need to sit tight for about a year, you can do that. Here's the flip side: if you got to sell, the buy on that. Now's the time to sell. Well, the question... Ah, it's so funny you
0: just Now's asked that question. Time. Sally says, has the contingency deal returned to the market since there's such little inventory and drop in demand? Are we able to sell our house to buy so, the so, next so, one? So
1: the second part of that question is wrong. Okay. Not wrong. I apologize. That's not the right term. are talking a mom here. Yeah, yeah. A mom. Yeah. There is a demand. Okay. Right? It's just not... Multiple offers going on, and at certain price points, there are multiple offers and bid ups going on. It so the demand is there. So it's, she
0: wants to know about selling her house a contingency. Can she do it? I guess. That, well, why don't I rephrase that? So, and call so it a I domino think,
1: deal. Well, so I we have to ask what the contingency is. So what I think the question is: Am I can I sell my house contingent on buying another home? That's right. Right, That's or vice asking. versa. Yeah. Right on, on that That's stuff. What she's asking. So the answer is. to to quote my dear Pakistanian friend, yes, maybe no, yes, right? So it depends on your your, um, circumstance, right? On where you're located, right? Real estate, six things. We go over this a hundred times, right? Millions of times. Location, price, features, condition, and timing, right? So if you're in the right location, we price it right. It has the right features. It has the right condition. Timing will be very fast. And I always add, Who's on the other side matters because it does on that end of it. So then if you're in a hot location and there are multiple offers and you're on a right right um, price point, yes, you can say, look, I'll be more than happy to sell you this house, but I need X amount of time to go ahead and buy something else. That, that is a real thing. If you're in a, a neighborhood or an area outside that is maybe not garnering as much activity, that's why micro markets matter. Um, You might not, um, we might not be able to accept contingency, so the where matters.
0: What are the hot locations?
1: Well, uh, you know what, looking at the spreadsheet we did last week, you know, at one point I thought Buckingham was not, I was thinking the the question maybe is, is what's not the hot location, where I was thinking Buckingham, but they jumped up big time quarter over quarter, so it's not even Buckingham anymore. It's certain price points. Lake Monticello has less than 12 houses, right? The median days on market is somewhere still around six or seven. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to find one that's not. So therefore, price and features and conditions matter.
0: Uh, this question from Kevin Yancey, somewhat bearish. Thank you for the questions. Brother. What's your prediction on how long before the market flips?
1: You know, Kevin, that's a great question. I was, hold it, I was almost going to say, I was thinking about this while I was taking a shower, but that wouldn't be a good thing to you say. You can do that. You can <laughs> I think I was about stuff in the shower. I was literally thinking about this question this morning, uh, and I think the important part of that is asking when the DOMs, or what's the DOM number, days on market number, that's moving this from a seller's market to a buyer's market? And part of the reason I was thinking this is about a future show we're working on about these real estate lawsuits, class action lawsuits that are going on right now. And what made me think about that was, you know, be careful what you wish for, you might just get it. So at some point in time, this market is going to switch. And I think when you start seeing DOMs, at kind of raising up to the 30, 40 days on market, which means on average it has to more than double where they are now. On medium, it has to go way, way more than than that. I can't do the math in my head how many times. That's when you're going to start seeing this switch of seller, I think, this mentality of seller and buyer. Now, there's so many damn, there's so many millennials and Gen Zs out there that are pent up to buy I think if you start seeing even a slightest movement downward on the 30-year fixed, all these people are going to jump into the market. Again, that's why now is a really good time to buy. Now is a good time to sell, in my opinion. Do you think
0: uh, we'll see movement on those rates in the first two quarters of next
1: year? No. Neither do I. No. I think you're going to see those um, in that. But but to answer Kevin's question more directly, um, I think we're quite a few years out. Before that shift happens, just purely out of inventory, you're seeing 8% not slowing it down at all. I Do mean, you think that, it goes higher? No, no. I'm talking about slowing down buyers want, willing to buy. The pool, we, we've talked about this before. The pool of buyers are so deep, right? It's just getting shallower, but it's still pretty deep. It's not 20 feet deep. Maybe it's 10 feet deep or 12 feet deep or whatever it is on it, and but that buyer pulls there that can afford the purchase price, that can afford the interest rates, that have enough cash to bring down on it to kind of make the payment manageable. I think it was Bloomberg did something this morning, and I have to look it up, or was it yesterday morning? Did, did Did you see what the medium... But what The salary needs to be...
0: 114000
1: right? That's exactly right. Yeah, I read that.
0: It was Bloomberg.
1: So do you remember Bloomberg what it was subscriber. last year?
0: Uh, tell me what it was last year.
1: I, I got to open up and look at it, but I think it was like seventy seven grand. or
0: 80000 I 80,
1: actually do remember that. $80,000. Yeah. It, it was a substantial jump from 2022 to now. A lot of that's the interest rate, right? But $114,000 or thereabouts, which, oh, by the way, is awfully close to our eight. Area median one hundred
0: twenty three thousand three hundred, according to HUD here.
1: That's a that's a substantial jump. That's a that's a big number, right? Two two school teachers don't make that kind of money. No, they do not. They do not.
0: Um, comments coming in fast and furious. Okay, Jason Howard on Rio Road. Do Can we, we see ten percent on the thirty year fix before we see five percent again? Say it again. Do we see ten percent on the thirty year fix before we see five percent again?
1: You know, I should break out the crystal ball. That is a crystal ball question. Uh, uh, look, um, I had
0: uh, uh, the multiple pres- people saying they loved the show.
1: Thank you. I, I, I about a year and a half ago, the president of UVACC, UVA Credit Union, told me, "Don't be surprised." They were predicting in that year we didn't quite get there that we'll see nine percent. Um, I think you're going to see nine or ten percent. I think the market. I think the feds want the housing market to slow down. I think that's definitely true. Um, They're doing that. But the reality of it is I don't think it's going to. I do not. I I may be wrong. I mean, I thought 8% would slow things down. They're not. I don't think 9% will. I don't think 10%. I think. So
0: do you think we see 10% before we see
1: 5%? You know, I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I, I gave up on... Guessing, guessing that. Um, it's sure, surely going in that direction, though, right? Would we see, I'll rephrase Jason's question. I don't question. think you're going to see 5% for a very long time. I'm going to rephrase Jason's question. Will we
0: see 9% before we see 5%? How about I make it even tighter? I'll make the spread even tighter. Will we see a 9% interest rate before we see a what 6% interest rate? What's today? I'll tell you what it is it's today eight, in a matter eight of months. change,
1: right? Eight and a quarter, somewhere along those lines. Yeah, I mean, I think nine percent is a gimme. I think you're going to see that grow, particularly if we bump. Even though thirty-year
0: fix is just over eight and a quarter.
1: Yeah, that's what I figured. About eight and a quarter. So I think nine is a realistic thing, particularly you know the Fed's going to probably do at least. Well, I think i one more. Is it one more rate, rate meeting? I, I, they do. They yeah, do. So yes, they do. They're probably going to bump in another. I think quarter they will as well. On that, though, there is no direct connection hmm. between the two. Direct connection. Yeah there's an indirect question so the question um, the question the qu- take a look at the screen there brother the the question the question and uh, that's that's for the show that we're going to be working on uh for it it's new york city just did did something pretty pretty big in I mean, my should industry you,
0: i mean eventually we need to talk about this
1: we the do. agents
0: are waiting for us to talk we, about we it. we we, and we you do got a
1: hell of a lot of agents watching we do we, right. we do we do we do i I You're kind of
0: at the forefront of real estate here in Central Virginia. I, I know Woody that. Fitchum, welcome to the program.
1: I know that, and I've been. And in they the, also
0: know you got the cojones to talk about this stuff.
1: Uh, and I've been in the Lloyd Snoke, Welcome to the program. Hey Lloyd, how you doing, brother? Uh, hope what I gave you help, helped. Helped. Uh, the <clears throat> set the stage at least. Set the I, I need. Table. I, I need set the table. I need. I need don't. I need a little bit more of this lawsuit to tweak out a little bit before I get into it a little bit because I'm in I'm, I'm in conversations with folks that are in the know and I just I just want to give this a little a little bit of time. Could you give the w's The who what when and where?
0: Yeah. I would feel like that's within the confines of yeah. cuz that's it, it's in the news.
1: It's it's in, it's in the news and 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 that's that's going to Not but,
0: yet in mainstream
1: media, is it? Yeah.
0: Uh I think that's about ready to happen. I think that's about ready because it's in the industry pubs.
1: It's in the industry pubs. and the
0: finance, and, and it's now it's, penetrated the financial. It's not news. even
1: so. What we're talking about, and so this is the this is the term. Multiple people are like, "What that? What, what are you guys talking about?" <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, long, long, long. We're talking about the TV screen. Can't you I know that's it, what that they're saying. <laughs> Don't you know we watched the the, the, the the in the, <laughs> is the
0: Isle of Seville studio? You want to uh, put the studio camera to the?
1: Uh, you have to, You'd have to turn the camera around. Is, is, is
0: Judah even listening to us? Right hey, there? hey Judah. Hey Judah. The studio camera is constantly. Oh, set. Got,
1: did you get? Did you see that? On we see, got a sight. We didn't. Did. Judah, we got a sigh. We
0: got. Here we go. It's constant. I mean, that's what we're talking about. People. I I now see seven comments. What are you guys talking about?
1: So what we're talking about is the class-action suit. That's good.
0: Now you come back to us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, like, Judah, will
0: you? He's like these. Can't you keep up with he's us? He's like these idiots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the good news is we're not in Batman and Robin outfits.
0: And we straight up embrace it. I embrace <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> so, um, so what we're talking about is this has been going on for, decade, for a very long time. There is a class-action suit that's currently being heard in Kansas. It's in just finished week number one. We're starting week number two today. And what the essence of the lawsuit is is the decoupling, and that's the word that I've settled on. It's the decoupling of the buyer broker's commission and the seller broker's commissions. So the thing that was on the television that is now on the national stage is New York City has its own version of NAR, right? That, that you, if you're an agent in the city of New York, these are w- one of the things you need, need to belong to. So in January 1, they're going to formally decouple the two, meaning that the seller will pay the seller's agent and the buyer will pay the buyer's agent unless some other arrangement. And the reason why I'm a bit hesitant to talk about it in detail, because there isn't a lot of detail being come out publicly about exactly how this transaction is going to happen, how exactly it's going to impact real estate transactions. That being said, if you're a realtor right now and watching this, your world is going to change very quickly, right? And, and we need to, as professionals, be prepared to adjust to that and, and move forward. I've literally, Jerry, we've got slides I'm working on and so forth and so on that, that will save a show for that. I'm just waiting for a little bit more of this lawsuit. To materialize? With, to materialize. I think there's going to be one or two more settle, settlements before it's over with based on the information I've got. So I've been kind of wanting, wanting to tread a little lightly on that. But at the end of the day, if you're a real estate agent watching this and you're going to want to know how to move business forward in the future, uh, stay tuned because we're going to talk about it in a big way.
0: Matthew says this, does Keith expect buyers who will start to have to pay the commission themselves out of their own pocket to be more aggressive with negotiating the percentage they allocate to their representation?
1: So that's, so that's the part of the problem. Nobody really knows how this is going to move out. So what's happening here is uh, associations, in this case, the city of New York or the New York City version uh, this is, this is of, of the, of the yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure it has, um, uh, are about ready to put out their rules. So I'm really curious to see how their rules are going to be and how to move forward. The answer is yes and maybe no yes. I think ultimately, I think ultimately what's going to happen here, for those agents that are watching, if they ever done commercial transactions, I think that's the route we're mo- most likely going to go, where, where the buyer's agent is going to have to, which I think is a very good thing, by the way, <clears throat> demonstrate to Jerry, who's my buyer, we just did this on the weekend, what my worth is, right, what my value prop is, how much... I get paid to do my job to help you because I'm really good at it to do that. then, And if you're able to have that conversation and there's this little thing called a buyer-broker agreement that you better make sure you have signed before you start talking to folks or opening up houses anyway, then this is just a matter of how I get compensated. Does that make sense, Jerry? Yeah. And it could be directly from the buyer. It could be an addendum to the contract that the seller pays for it, which if you read the article... That was posted on the TV. That's the. I think that's the path New York City is going to go. The seller's still going to pay it. It's just going to be negotiated in the whole transaction. Which, by the way, is exactly how commercial deals are done. Did that make that any was sense? A
0: fantastic explanation. Okay. Um, more but, questions but, are coming in but about the this. De-
1: the details of it is a, is a difficult thing to have because it's it's extremely fluid at the moment.
0: Do you think it will be? This is a this is a very good question. Do you think with buyer representation instead of a percentage the industri- industry may transition or pivot to a lump sum to the representation up front So, so let's, that's based on hours work so, like other professions
1: So let's let's put a full stop there Okay okay So all always has been Yeah and that's the bit of the dismo uh, not, what's Your the daughter says hi, Dad. Hey, hey, sweetheart. How you doing? Hi, Dad. Well that great, time, great time to get into. The when rest? are you
0: going to come back on the show? Please come back
1: yeah, on the show. I, I, I had
0: fun f- with her on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Even with the little, little, little Ravenna. Come back to fun. the show, Please. So, what a lot of people don't know, um, and I think that's part of the premise of it: commissions, what I get paid, has always been negotiable. You know, it's one egg, two eggs, you know, we call it whatever you want to call it, right? It's always been negotiable, right? So I don't think that's any big revelation. I just don't think the general public knew that. And, and you know, I can tell you from our perspective, we've always uh, – I, pref- I love taking care of buyers. It's always been my thing, right? I'm very good – I think I'm very good at it. I'm also very good at describing what my worth is, and I know what I'm worth. I've been doing it for a long time. I've owned a bunch of businesses, failed a bunch of times. Uh, uh, so I, you know, I know what it takes to go ahead and do this and I'm capable of explaining that in verbal and or written form to a buyer. To, to me it's just a negotiating how much, how much it's gonna be and who's gonna pay me. Exactly like commercial. Most commercial listings don't have a buyer agent percentage in it so you need to negotiate it into the deal and if you've got the skill to do that you'll do very well if you don't you need to learn the skills I know we're teaching our folks this now our partners now to help with that because this is inevitable this is this is not an if this is a when it's going to happen the exact details are up in the air but it's gonna happen You, you it's too much on the front news it's 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 out there People have settled. It's we may win. Me meaning NAR may win the lawsuit, but um, it's it's going to happen. And do you know why this is going to happen? There's a whole thing that's going on out there that nobody's talking about. What's that? Very few people. What's that? People are talking about the Biden administration. In the beginning, I think the
0: agents are learning from you right now.
1: The Biden administration. And you can Google all this. You don't have to take my word for it. The Biden administration. I think it was about a year ago. Did an executive order, which gave the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, the right or the ability to amend how we do business. So at any given moment, one person, excuse me, one person who runs the FTC can write a few words in in a code somewhere, in an ordinance somewhere, and our whole world just changed. So. The likelihood of that happening is kind of minimal. I, my suspicion is, and this is based on one-on-one conversations, what I've had with the major CEOs in this if industry. Heavy
0: hitters. Uh,
1: what's going to happen, everybody's going to wait to see what happens with these lawsuits. Everybody's starting <coughs> to kind of figure this thing out over the course of time. And if the FTC doesn't like what happens, they'll just, change the, they'll just write new rules. Now, new president can come in and change everything. But at that point, the process is already uh, moved, moved, moved forward. But we deal, you know, Jerry, I, I've been doing this. You deal with for, this a, long, a lot. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been, this is not new for you,
0: but yeah, there's this, a lot of. I mean, new my, to God, the game
1: my God. We my God, <coughs> we went from a book that stood in an office somewhere that if you wanted to find something out about a piece of property to. A lot of folks don't have that institutional memory, my friend. No, they don't. You've been doing this 38 years. Yeah, and particularly the agents that have come on in the last few years, um, this will be a bit of a tweak. We're joking about Yvonne. There's a couple new other new agents that I'm talking to. This is going to sound weird, but this is like the perfect time to get into real estate right now. It's the perfect time because you've got to learn the skills. You've got to know how to do this job and take care of your people. A couple years ago...
0: Yona says even turkeys could fly in the wind.
1: You know, if you, if you had a pulse, you can do it. So po-
0: folks are asking me to get back to the comment that was just relayed live on air. Will the buyer representation and or seller representation turn into a lump sum or this is the cost of what, we will pay us to no, do?
1: No, it's, it's what I negotiate with you. It's always been that way. It's what I negotiate with you. The premise of the of the lawsuit is that the seller set how much I, you as the buyer agent gets paid. And I think that's the premise. You know, if you boil it down to a um, simplistic term, that's where the beef is, right? That, that's, that supposedly there's a rule that says that and there's conspiracy, which I think is probably not the case. I've been doing this for a long time and you always, always talk to people about, well, all commissions are always negotiable. The question is, will I be willing to work for that or not? That's the question. Maybe not. Maybe I will. We negotiate commissions all the time. but the, All the time. All the time reduce our commissions and re, reduce our eggs, number of eggs, because Yoni yells at me when I talk about commission, because I'm not supposed to do it. But uh, how much eggs we get paid or chickens or turkeys or whatever. That's always been the case. Do it all the time.
0: One of your best skills is the uh, the ability to adapt and
1: overcome. Yeah, you learn that in the uh, Marine Corps. You have to learn that. Uh, That that is a primary thing they teach you: adapt and overcome. And Plan B always—excuse me, Plan A always falls apart. Plan B always falls apart, and if you're lucky, Plan C worked. But you keep on going down, down, down the list.
0: Kimberly asked this question. She's watching in short pump. Hey, Um, is this the most change he's seen in the industry? and
1: his career in the industry? It's a good question. So I've been calling this the 40-year O-shift. Um, so that means, yes, I, I think there is going to be a 40-year O-shift in the industry. I may be wrong. I tend to be wrong more often than I'm right. That's uh, not true. But, well, on some things. Um, I'm generally right about the things that are not pleasant. And this is not going to be a pleasant Pleasant shift, and depending on who you read, you know. And, and this is, you get. Don't listen to me. Do some Google searches. This has been out on the New York Times, Bloomberg. You know, this, this is out in the. I mean, it, it's
0: on CNBC regularly now. Yeah. So over the last uh, over the last few weeks, I'm routinely seeing it on CNBC. Yeah.
1: So it's going to start growing. This is the, the proverbial snowball. That's been kind of rolling down the hill for a little while. Now it's going to turn into a bit of an avalanche, and the folks that are preparing themselves for it that's in my industry will do well as, as any shift uh, happens. Uh, you know, I, we asked the same question in 20, in the middle of COVID, right? Is this the worst or the biggest shift? These things happen. Some are a little bit bigger. Some are a little bit smaller. But they are this impact what I have been asking myself is, this is great. Wait until, who is it, Kevin? Wait, yeah. in, wait until the buyers are in control. And the sellers are going to be, th- people seem to forget 2008, eight, nine, and ten when sellers were throwing, I'll pay X number of eggs more than everybody else just to get buyers, right, to come into their house. Right now, it kind of looks a little bit easy to sell. Walk are- me through
0: that scenario. Yeah, what do you look- mean by that? Unpack that. Yeah, so... You're doing so, a good job today, Keith. Yeah,
1: thank you. Sellers sellers would say, um, look, um, I'm going to offer X number of eggs more on my house instead of six eggs. I'm going to offer eight eggs or ten eggs or two eggs or whatever it is to incentivize the buyer, right? The theory behind it is if I incentivize... You drive more traffic. You
0: drive more because traffic. Because you've got more to gain, so you're going to get people showing it more, working harder to sell it.
1: I want to get this out. Yeah. This is important. You can repeat it. Um, what, I've, what, have, what have I been quoted to say about my why in this business? What is my why?
0: Uh, to help people with one of the
1: key aspects of life, food and shelter. We get to help people... With one of the essentials that are required for a trip around the sun. Right. Food, clothing, and shelter. Okay. Um, I promised Joan I would never again on the show use the money number. Okay. But 2008, 2009, 2010, we lost everything we had. How do, so there's two things, right? We help somebody with shelter which is a key thing. The second thing, we lost all this stuff. And how do you think we went from that to doing very well now? How did that happen? It wasn't money. How did that happen? Um, you
0: guys have a, a commitment to doing it the right way.
1: We took care of people first. Okay. You always take care of your client first, regardless mm-hmm. if it's a half an egg, a quarter of an egg, a zero egg, 20 eggs, it doesn't matter. You take care of your client first. You take care of your seller, your buyer first and you and the eggs follow. Now, you have to be able to describe what I do to earn my eggs and how I do it to earn my eggs but at the end of the day, it's to help with that one thing, that shelter to go around the earth in 12 months on that to help people get that. And if you do that,
0: You'll be hey, successful.
1: You will be successful. Success is not about money, right? Success is walking into, I got a, uh, uh, they opened up a new ice cream shop at the lake. Oh. And you know how much I love ice what cream. What'd you get, Rocky Road?
0: No. It's Chocolate chip cookie dough? No,
1: no, no. So, uh, is your wife still watching? Uh, let's see here. Because she'll appreciate this. Yeah, she is. So... And you may have had one when you go up to Long Island, but it's a Carvel style oh, ice yeah. cream. Oh yeah, huge fan of Carvel. Oh. I know she is as well. Oh yeah, Very and nice. it opened up. It opened up on Friday, and if you don't think it was Friday a line X, out the door, it was. If you don't think I was there Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, hey honey, can I pick you up on ice cream? Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I was. I, I was. I was in there, but you know, look. The reason I kind of brought that up a little bit is, is you know, it they they saw the market, they took care of the people. The line went out the door. Service was a little slow. Everybody was 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 patient. But when I was in that line, there was two dozen people. We helped buy houses, and we had a conversation. How you doing? How's the family? Da 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 da. You know, it was all about connection, and was all about dealing with people at a personal level. And what we do for a living is just that. We help people achieve whatever it is they're trying to achieve. You do that, you'll make money in this game. You don't. If you chase the money, you'll be out of the game very quickly. Keith Smith dropping
0: dimes right now. Viewers and listeners, it's It's resonating with them. It's the coffee. Oh, the coffee's kicking in for Keith Smith right now.
1: It might have been a little bit.
0: Keith Smith dropping dimes on a uh, Monday morning here. Um, Does one anybody things... even know what
1: dropping dimes mean anymore? Yeah,
0: I think people know what dropping dimes it's quarter,
1: mean. It's right? a quarter, Can you even find a
0: phone booth? Well, dropping dimes in this context means dropping knowledge. Yeah. So when you drop a dime in basketball, you're, you're assisting somebody with a bucket.
1: So that's the difference between me and you in the streets? Uh-huh. If you're dropping a dime, that means you're ratting on somebody.
0: Yeah, I think the context has changed. Yeah. I think the context has changed.
1: Well, that has a lot to do with being 60-something.
0: Your uh, guest from Friday, who's a candidate um, for Fluvanna County Board of Supervisors, James Schoenster. Good job. um, He mentioned that he lives in Fluvanna. He's got a young family, a young kid, that he would be unable to afford his house today.
1: Yeah, I I agree.
0: That's what he said. Um, And that resonated with me, and he said that was one of the reasons why he wanted to get you know, to get you know one of the reasons why he's running for Fluviana County Board of Supervisors.
1: Yeah, you know, look back to that conversation. From my perspective, um, the last question I asked was was to me the most important. Do you understand that this is a forty hour a week job and it's going to be a lot of work? Because you can sit here, you think you know the answers, but you don't. Not till you sit behind that dais and then realize the complexity of the job. Um, you know, it's 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 a regardless of political beliefs one way or the other to sit behind that dais is a difficult thing to do no doubt you know you're going to upset half the people and the other people are going to love you and that flips flops back and forth but you need to make the decision the second thing that they said which was very encouraging to me was that their decisions would not be district focused they would be county focused which is which is what I wanted to hear so we shall see. We're, we're we're fortunate. We got two really. <laughs> Those good were two great candidates. We have two good candidates. A lot of
0: folks say that uh, the focus should be district focused. Yeah, okay. and it's the folks in the district that are electing these folks to office.
1: You know, the problem with that is that may have been the case twenty years ago, thirty years ago, forty years ago. But all of this, what we're doing right now, we're just so interconnected, and the, you know, you you you. You can't – whatever happens in one district impacts the other district. Whatever happens in Fulvanna impacts Charlottesville. I believe that in my heart and soul um, and vice versa. So it's why I'm so passionate about this regional approach for things because if you kind of don't do that way, we're either going to get run over or, you know, whatever multiple – possibilities might happen
0: ricardo cruz duran hey ricardo how you doing welcome to the program we ricardo, love we're, you we're,
1: i think we're slated for the third monday of next month to have you sit he's gonna come me.
0: on the show he's fantastic on the show ricardo cruz duran
1: we're excited because um we you know i, I think if i remember the the stack correctly by twenty, fifty, seventy 70 percent of all sales will be hispanic so i may have that wrong ricardo can chime in and correct me on that or any of the folks that are on NARAP Uh, but we're excited every every uh, third Monday of the month we're going to kind of focus on the Hispanic uh, buyer and seller Uh, they're growing tremendously and uh, we're excited to have that opportunity
0: Um, questions are coming in I just got a DM um, about the topic we're talking about which one Uh, can I I, the uh, the eggs and the commission okay got it Uh, may I mention this on air uh, that's what I ask. In fact, may I mention on air? Well, we'll respect any... Well, I'm, that's why I ask. When they come in via DM, I always ask.
1: Yeah, 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 if yeah, it's yeah.
0: a comment on the feed, it's that's different a def- than a DM. A, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. That's why I always ask. Totally. Uh, and that's why we get the information we do, because but we're, we ask but the but question. We're,
1: but, but on our eggs debate that we're having, or conversation we're having, <clears throat> what I hope I demonstrated is, at a high level, kind of what's going on, and then at, at a high also at a high level there's going to be potentially multiple solutions to it so, so one of uh, hold on a second yeah. so one of the before i get um, you got a crap
0: load of realtors yeah, watching yeah, right before now before
1: i get the tough question one of the things that will have to change is um, seller concessions we talked about this earlier about seller concessions right now and if, if there's any um, uh, Loan officers watching, please correct me if I am wrong. There are three. Okay. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But at the moment, as it stands right now, uh, a seller cannot do seller concessions to pay my eggs, right, to pay whatever amount of eggs that I have negotiated either with the, the buyer or the seller. However I am being compensated at the moment, I believe that's not allowed. So if that's the case... One of the simplest fixes to this would be the regulator saying, okay, now it's okay to have eggs, the buyer's eggs, number of eggs, be paid. I, I, I've been very cautioned about this from not to use percentage of commissions and stuff like that. We're just going to call them eggs for okay. the sake of this conversation on it because I don't want to lose my license. Okay, eggs.
0: <laughs> eggs it is. We don't want that but, either.
1: But the reality of it is... If that happens, then at the end of the day, it kind of goes back to normal, right? So it's just a matter of negotiating everything with, with the seller. But you're going to have to have skills. Go ahead, buddy. You're breathing in heavy.
0: Well, this is from a local, this is from a realtor. Good. The realtor said, and, and I responded to the realtor, may I mention this on air? She says, yes, if you keep it anonymous. Yeah, sure. So it's a local sure. realtor. She says, I may be banned from real estate for this comment.
1: Well, we don't know who you are, so you will not be.
0: But to be 100% honest, the real heart of the of the lawsuit is that while in theory the commissions have always been negotiable, the reality is the trade associations and the limitations rules to MLS partic- participation have led to prevailing practices by agents where commissions are only slightly negotiable at best. I've seen agents, not all, but it's certainly very common, avoid sharing listings that are offering less than 3% buyer commissions. Yeah. She says, and there are, certain, there are certain a vast majority of brokers that will not work for less than a certain percentage. And as someone with experience outside of real estate, I respectfully still believe that real estate sales people service do not match the fees collected when compared to other professions. In my opinion, there is a lot more commission fixing done in practice than should be. The association's CAR, NAR, etc., preach one set of ethics, but do not always seem to practice what they preach. The association's really are there to protect the agent's best interest, not the client's best interest, and it's lots
1: of lip service. Well, so any association, <clears throat> its main focus is always to protect its members. It's members. So the, I don't think there is any public, regardless of the association, on it. Look, th- that's the essence of the law. appreciate the cojones and yeah. courage and gumption and chutzpah behind that comment. So that's the essence of... The lawsuit has been been outlined. That's part of my reluctance to talk about it because a lot of this has to be shaken out from a legal perspective on that end of it. But what I do want to get out is it's change. It will change. It will change. Um, seen, we just saw it live there in New York City. It's changing. They're decoupling. So I prefer the focus on the conversation about... How I get paid as a buyer's agent is now going to be, at some point in time, in New York, it's, as, as of January 1, it will be, will be decoupled from the seller side of it. So they're going to be separated. That means I now need to negotiate, which I do every day anyway, because that's what I do on it. Um, but you're, you're 100% right. There's another a New York Times article put out, which I do not believe this number, said 80% of the real estate agents are now going to get out of the business. That's that's a ridiculous number. I think you're going to see thirty to forty get out. I think you're going to see that anyway, because sales are down, volume is down, people. Are not. I think
0: New York Times predicts eighty percent because the margin won't be there anymore. You're going to have to work harder. I, I, I work think, harder for less.
1: So if you read into that article, it was somebody that doesn't know gosh darn thing about how to do real estate. It was some ec- ec- um, academic that was doing some analysis. Where that person was right though is there will be a decrease in agents. That was happening anyway, right? The, 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 we're down what, 40, 50% in volume year over year? It's gonna happen, people are gonna retire, people don't wanna do this anymore, they're making 20, 30 grand a year, I'm gonna go do something else. There's always a natural attrition of this that goes up and down in that. But you know, to cherry pick that comment apart, At the end of the day, that's what this lawsuit's about. And when it gets settled, we'll see. It'll probably end up going to appeals. It's probably going to take a long time. But you will see associations, in my opinion, start revamping how they do business, which I frankly think is a good thing, and I frankly think it's a long time coming. I think I, as a bars agent, should be able to explain to Jerry and his wife How I do my job, how I get paid, and how much I'm worth. And if you can't do that... It should be in the game. uh, I didn't say that, but but you should reevaluate your profession. Because that's a key aspect of the game. So let me put it this way. If I'm not good enough to negotiate how much I get paid, then I'm not good enough to negotiate how much you're going to buy a house. It's that effing simple. There you go. It's not that complicated. If I can't negotiate with you, or how I get paid and how I do my job and demonstrate how I do my job and how good I am at it, and this is what I'm worth, then what am I going to do about when it comes time to negotiate your money on your house that keep, you're doing it? Keith Smith on point here. Keep going. Keep and going. And by this. the way, you're, this is resonating. By the way, what is our number one What's what is our number one thing that we do as real estate agents? What's our number one attribute? Ah, uh, you have your clients back. We negotiate. That's our number one skill. Yeah. That's what we do. We negotiate for a living. If I can't negotiate, and I'm probably going to get my license handed back to me by the end of the show. I don't think so. I, I, I think you've handled this extremely well.
0: You've handled this very well.
1: Yeah, yeah I've been cautioned by, by my um, um, supervising broker, a.k.a. Mrs. Smith, to tread very lightly on this. And I am hopefully doing the best I I can. But the information that I want to get out to realtors that are watching this is it's coming. The when is in question. The what is in question. The how is in question. But it is coming, much like the conversation I had with our partners this time last year when I said, because at this time last year we weren't at double... Uh, mortgage rates, right, mortgage rates were starting to climb, I said, watch out, your revenue is going to be down 30 to 40%. And darn it, I called it. We we're down about 30 to 40%. And if you didn't plan for that last year, and you're in my business, you're having a tough year.
0: Uh, comments coming in. This, I mean, this... What time is it? What, it's 1130. Oh, shit. Um, I know, the, the time flies when you're sitting so we'll, we'll in... pick this
1: up. It's up to you. That's it's, been the
0: follow-up question. When is Keith going to do the master class on this? Also, this comment from Carly I I just did it, This so. comment from Carly Wagner. Individual agents like Keith should be the ones proving their worth rather than large associations assuming all agents are worth a set percentage.
1: Yeah, th- th- we need to stay away from percentages and eggs and all this kind of great stuff. This is all about the ability to demonstrate my the agent's ability to do the job.
0: When are you going to do, is this going to carry over to Wednesday? We, we,
1: could, we, could, we could do that. I, I actually don't I have anything I think this is the first planned. many of the people in this community are I, hearing this. I do not. This is the
0: first many of the people in the community are hearing this. Yeah,
1: I know. I don't, I don't have anything planned for Wednesday and Friday. I, I really wanted to do this um, and thank you to the folks on the feed and, and stuff like that. You guys are, are, are wonderful. I really didn't want to do this until I had a bunch of slides showing up and let this let this. Um... – How is this going to
0: impact the, the mortgage brokers? That question just came in the feed.
1: Yeah, so so that's the problem. The problem is there's going to be all these questions I don't have answers to, right? you
0: got a home inspector who just uh, left a comment. Yeah, don't. Uh, Jerry, please don't use my name. Home inspectors are, played, are paid with a flat sum, lump sum for the work we provide. Yeah. Appraisers are paid with a flat, a flat set fee for the work they provide. This should be the way the industry should
1: operate. A set well, fee for the work no, no, provided. No, 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 that's not true. I mean, I, I, I've negotiated... I've negotiated home inspections with home inspectors. So it, 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 the, the point is the eggs have always been negotiable. Maybe the general public didn't know that, and shame on folks who have not told them that. I, I, I can look you dead in the face, Jerry. The last time we did three eggs or four eggs or six eggs, I can't tell you the last time we did that. We negotiate our number of eggs all the time give eggs back to people to help them make transactions and help them move into their homes. So I I just don't want to get wrapped around the axle about the number of eggs. The bottom line is, whoever that home inspector in is very good. He has a set fee. I'm I'm glad for it. Um, But I need to demonstrate to Jerry, to my buyer, what I'm worth. The other thing that's nobody's talking about, this is also going to have to be a conversation with the seller. So the key word is if. Right? This may not happen. But when you have New York City saying I'm decoupling it, right? Probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen. When you have certain large companies already settling that we don't know what the terms of those settlements are yet because they're not public. Right? Well, we don't know that. And so this is I just want to get it on everybody's radar that this is 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 kind of on its way. Exactly what? Our crystal balls. Will Here are some on.
0: extra questions, and it's eleven thirty. Um, extra questions. In Keith's scenario of two thousand and eight, if this decoupling does happen today, what if sellers offer larger percentages to sell their homes in twenty twenty four? How will that impact things?
1: It's always been the case. You can do that now. By the way, dig into certain listings. There's certain listings that are offering portions of eggs. Another, go ahead. If you bring a buyer. Another comment. So so that's always been there. That's never not been there. Go, Go dig into, if you have an opportunity, go ahead and dig in. I saw one come across my email the other day that they'll offer a portion of an egg if you bring me a buyer because the house isn't selling for whatever reason.
0: We're not going to get to all these comments here. Another comment has come in, will this birth even more discount brokers?
1: It could. Who knows? Um, discount. Often the service you get, and I'll
0: speak, I, I don't want to speak for him, um, but often the service you get in the discount market is not akin to the service you get in the uh,
1: so traditional we, market. We're going to bring Yvonne. I'm going to sweet talk, try to sweet talk Yvonne to come on and, and talk about this. I can tell you this much. I've been doing it for 35 years.
0: 37 years.
1: 30. I've been married 37 years. No,
0: you got into this in...
1: I got into this in... in 87. 87. 87. 87. Yeah, I'm married 86, been in the business since 87. Yeah, so you've Whatever, been, somebody do the math. Been, long enough. Three almost and a half 37 decades. years. Three, over three and a half decades. Yeah. It is never... The, the, back to the question about the biggest change, it is never... I don't want to use the word difficult, but... The process that's required to go from listing a home, selling it, and closing it, or finding a, finding a home, going what we do is not oh, put it on the market or find a or find a home. That's minimal in what we do. The amount of work that's required and the skill level to get from hey, I want to buy this house that we just put a contract significant. in, significant is significant. Yeah. I mean, multiple, 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 multiple times over what it used to be ten, twenty years ago. A lot of people
0: don't realize that the getting it under contract is. is I often say that that's the beginning, easiest yeah, the
1: beginning. of the job. That's the easiest part. Right. That's right. the easiest part. Of yeah. It. Uh, you know, finding the home, putting, getting it under contract. It may not seem that way yeah, right now, but that's, that's literally the easiest right. part. And that's the reason I want to bring Yvonne in because, you know, as a millennial, I can do this. Eh, well, not. And she also, was it 13 offers? We went through 13 houses. 13 houses for your daughter? I think the offer, the the, the house that we went had 20 offers on it. Uh, I can't remember how many months, six or eight months ago or something like that. But if thumbs are working, it's 1133. I, I we're not going to get to all these comments. I promised you that I wouldn't. I wouldn't run over, and I tend to run over. So, uh, and actually, I we're over theoretically.
0: Uh, we're two X over.
1: Yeah, yeah. By <laughs> what, what yeah. I pay for. Yeah, so, we're two X. So thank over. you, two X
0: over. Two so. uh, X plus. Um, Judah Wickhauer, Keith Smith. This um, we'll maybe pick it up on Wednesday. May, it comes back Wednesday.
1: We'll, we'll okay. We'll, 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 we'll I, maybe the slides
0: on the Wednesday because nah, I've, I've got okay. You I wanna wait? Money.
1: Make money, okay. I make money okay. brother. Okay. But we'll we'll, we'll work on on something on that the people that are really asking questions about do yourself a favor do some googling never look at one source look at multiple sources right because one source might be leaning one way the other way that's just the way you check news i think yeah i think you pretty
0: much just uh brought this to
1: well yeah we don't know how it's going to shake out guys so we got to repeat that but if i was a betting man and i've you are a Batman. You're a man. Batman. We're both a Batman. man. Um, that's what an entrepreneur is? Uh, yeah, you're just by waking up, right? Uh, there is going to be a shift here. And what that shift is going to look like is kind of being formulated right now. So,
0: folks are asking timelines when this is going to be expected. Folks are asking the, yeah. the impact of brokers' mortgage. Folks are asking the discount so, so that's story. The, that's the lump sum story set fee story,
1: so that is part of the reason I was reluctant to bring this up. <laughs> I didn't bring this up, I know that. I know okay, that. this was not me this I know time. I, know I, know I was reluctant to bring this up, and it's just my damn. Age. I know my you ADD. brought salt on the screen and started kicked, talking about my it. My ADD kicked that's in what and, happened, and, and, and it was squirrel. And yeah, there exactly we go. What happened? There's not answers to these questions, that's the problem. The problem is, is we can. What's that word? Per, 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 what you? Pontificate. There you go. Yeah. Uh, can't say that word. Uh, we can do that. We can take it from a perspective of decades of experience, but nobody really knows how this is going to work.
0: Keith Smith. Keith Smith. Keith Smith. RealTalkWithKeithSmith.com. The show is archived. I want to talk Real happy talk with Keith Smith.com. This is important, though. So hey, if you this is important. So
1: Keith. if you, if we'll end on this, if you know a marine or see a marine, pick up the phone and tell them you love them. Lost 241 Marines today. I love you. Today. Thank you. Lost, I love you, Keith. Thank you. Lost 241 Marines 40 years ago today.
0: Real talk with com. He's class
1: um, <laughs> all the way through. So is
0: Yona. The Smiths. Did you um, say
1: something about my ass?
0: No, I said you're class. Oh, <laughs> got it. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My hearing aids picked up ass. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Judah Wickcowers, our director. This is Real Talk with Keith Smith. Archived online at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Thank you for joining us. The conversation continues Wednesday. And
1: here comes the text. So
0: long, everybody. <laughs> Take care.
1: Oh God! Here they come.